Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Cassie Wadayat. Cassie had a near-death experience, and she encountered two light beings, and today we're going to learn about it. Cassie, thank you so much for being my guest today, and welcome. Hi, thank you for having me, Jeff. It's a great pleasure. All right, if you don't mind, let's start on the day that your NDE happened and go from there. All righty, so um, it, there's a bit of a backstory to it. Um, the week before, I had broken my ankle. Um, so they couldn't operate it on straight away because of the swelling. So um, they, I was stuck in hospital for a week. And then on the Friday, which was the 17th of the 12th, 2021, um, that was the day of my operation. Um, I, I, was, I went down to um, surgery at about 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I would have been, I was supposed to be out and awake by 1.30, um max and everything like that so by 10 o'clock I went I was under then it by I think it was by 10 10 30 I was under and then at about 12 30 was when I came out of my operation I didn't wake up until 2 30 and what happened was um when I woke up my nurse said that I was having seizures from the time I had gotten out of surgery um I suffer from a condition called PNES which is psychogenetic non-epileptic seizures which is caused by anesthesia it just um causes a, a seizure in your brain uh I don't know the technicalities about it but that's what it is and um so I was having the seizures from yeah, 12.30 to 2.30 unconsciously. Then from 2.30 to 3.30, I was having these seizures every couple of minutes for like 30 seconds in between. So it was just constant, constant seizures, constantly moving. It was exhausting. By 3.30, they decided to take me out of recovery and then they put me into my own room. So at about 3.30 to 3.45, I was still having these seizures. So I've been having them since about 12.30 p.m. till now 3.30, 3.45. I suffer from asthma as well. So having that constant physical movement was putting a strain on my lungs. And then at the moment when it was causing a strain on my lungs, I felt my heart was getting a pain and I was getting a pain up and down my shoulder and along here. And my nurses, they were so lovely. One of my nurses was like, are you right? I'm like, no, I'm not all right. Something's going on with my heart here. I don't know what's going on. And then next second, there's, there's, um, there's a code over the speakers and 15 nurses and doctors come running into my room. Um, at that moment, I'm, I'm just starting to see this light above me just floating. And then I'm looking around from different perspectives of the room. So I'm seeing from behind the shoulders of the nurse that's to my left behind the shoulders to the nurse that's to my right to the nurses that are in like the far corner of the room I can see what they're doing from their perspective looking to me and I can see what the doctors are looking at when they're looking at me so I'm seeing like 
it's like a montage of different angles of this room and then um I kept seeing this light and um it kept getting stronger and I was go I was going like it looks like you're going down like a vortex or a portal like that you're a light and then it's like closing and opening so I was seeing this as I was seeing this amber light float above me and I said to my nurse I was she was holding my hand and I said to her I said I don't want to die and then um then they were still trying to um get oxygen into me and everything and then not long after that I take this like sudden gasp it's like <gasps> like I've just taken like my last breath and then all of a sudden I see this, like, it's like a stars and galaxies. It's like a little veil of stars, just, just, and you're just floating. And then I see these two light beings, they come down to my earthly body, which is at the hospital. And they put their hands over prayer over me like this. And they're on either side. And at that moment, when they're in prayer, this, this white light goes all around me and that orange amber orb I was seeing floating around at the start was um, caught within that sphere and it went back into my body. And at that moment, I just came through. Like I was just like, hi guys, what's been happening for the last two hours? And at this time it was about 5.30 at night. So it was a big ordeal. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. When the light beings came down, were the all the doctors and nurses still there and they were like in between them over you or did they had they left or what? It was like these two worlds had merged together. So one was in more focus than the other. So I was in this this the the main focus point from my perspective was that sphere. But then when you see the nurses and doctors around, it's like you're looking through a glass. And it's raining, like mm. it's not really in focus or anything. Um, yeah, it was like a two worlds merging together sort of thing. How did the doctors react when you woke up and said, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> they were um, they were quite shocked and everything and all that and all that. And I I don't think they wanted to focus too much on what had happened because during this time you weren't you're not you weren't allowed any visitors into the hospital. I hadn't seen anyone for a week that was from my family. I'd only seen nurses and doctors just checking in on me. And my husband couldn't be there for me and anything like that. So when I came through, um, they didn't focus too much on what had happened because I feel they thought that might trigger an emotional distress because you're by yourself. I'm in this hospital for another night, hopefully, which I was only in there for another night. Um, and... Um, yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really absurd. Mm -hmm. Quiet. Did you tell the staff about those beings or what had happened? No, I didn't tell the staff about those beings. Um, I did tell my husband though. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because I was when when I came through, I was in like you know when you wake up from a deep sleep and you're all groggy and you're not quite sure if you're dreaming or not. I was like that until um the next morning, pretty much just because of all the energy that had been expelled and all the energy that had vacuumed through the veil and everything like that. What did the light beings look like? They looked like, um, it was just like, imagine you're seeing the sun, right? And things, but you're seeing it as a cutout or a silhouette as a bee. 
mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just this shape of beings with like this vibrant light that is almost like similar to the sun. And um, it's just, yeah, it's hard to explain. When you were out of your body and watching this, mm. how did mm. you feel? Did, were you like feeling love, peaceful or confused? or? Well, I I actually had an inkling that something was going to happen um, actually the whole of 2021. 2021, I had this feeling that I was going to die. I didn't know where it was coming from or anything like that. I thought I was going to die. Um, the week before I had broken my ankle, I actually said to my husband, it was the end of December, so I jokingly said, oh, by the way, I thought I was going to die this year, but as it's the end of December, I can just let you know now. And then a week later, I break my ankle, and then a week later, I have an NDE Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And with that, I knew the universe was, because the universe provides indicators of that it's looking out for you and stuff like these materialistic indicators that connects you to source or the universe, however you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And during my time in hospital as well, all the nurses and all the staff and my surgeons, my anesthesiologists, they were all so lovely and they had a frequent, because I'm an empath, so I can pick up on energies and all their energies was loving and caring and everything like that. And I, I, and even from the even from the patients that I was in the room with from the first time I was in there, they were very nice and caring. And I knew that, okay, the universe has put me in this situation, but she has shown that these are nice, trustworthy people that are here to look after you and things. So by the time I had had a week of these reassuring images and like um, uh, images, not omens so to speak these you know good omens showing that just to trust the universe by the time that I was about to have by the time I was experiencing my NDE between 3 30 to 5 30 um I was like okay I'm going through this experience I trust the universe I know that this will be all right um I will learn from what is going on at this moment because I had been wanting to have a deeper communication with the universe for some time and things. So I look at everything that's in my life as an observation, as a way for the universe to teach you, to guide you and things like that. So I was just observing it as a third person as well as myself. And I was like, I'm going to learn from this and everything. So I just took note of everything that was going on during that whole experience. And I was like, and I came through in the end, which I, which I deep down, I knew I would. And, um, it's all because I trusted in the universe and I accepted, I understood the, the, the good omens that they were passing through to me to that week as well. And funny thing is it was on the 17th. I'm a bit into numbers as well. It was on the um, 17th of the 12th, 2021, which is, um, which is exactly two months from my husband and I's wedding anniversary. We were married on the 17th of the 10th um 17 and it's just exactly two months like you know from 17 to 17 12 2021 it's just like number codes and everything it's like it's just another guide another omen to let you know that this is the path that you're on and just to trust us now you mentioned that the universe is looking after us Mm -hmm. can you give us some examples of how we can tell that the universe is looking after us yeah 
Okay, so the way to tell that the universe is looking out for us is to just to, to take focus on, um, first off, I'll start with saying it's always to reunite the channels of the universe in your communication. It's always important to meditate, whether it's just five minutes, five minutes a day or whatsoever. It opens the channel between you and your higher self. So when you've opened this channel through meditation, um, you you get these you're more susceptible feeling these frequencies, these, I call them frequencies. They're like little electric vibes that resonate with like a higher or lower frequency. And when you're with, um, when you're in tune with the universe, you can connect to those, you can connect to that higher value through, um, through going through nature and things like that. So nature is a perfect example of what um, of what the energy of the universe is and how it connects us. So this energy is just by touching it, you can feel the warmth that radiate, radiates between you and that tree. You know, you know this. It sounds absurd. There's this vibrating frequency. It's very subtle. Whenever you touch a tree, that is the energy resonating between you and the universe because the universe is the tree because the tree is connected to the universe. We're all connected. We're all stardust. That's all how we are. Open yourself up to love is always important. You know, what you bring out is what is given back to you. If you are, if you are in a bit more of a darker path or darker energy and you have self-doubt, self-hate, your energy won't bring back the love you want love yourself and then therefore the universe can love you back it's it's the ultimate that's what meditating is for it's to know, know that you are the one that is in control of your love your light your universal code how do you think you were changed by your experience mostly i've changed from this experience is being more open and understanding to the telepathic communications of the universe and what they want and what they are providing us in this time. And also understanding the more the, the energy of mother Gaia at this time. So how there's um, been a lot of darkness and things like that during this shift I've had through my NDE, I've been more susceptible to being able to pick up the energies of, um, of the universe and get a clear message from them. So I can see the messages a lot more clear. What about abilities? Did you get any new abilities that you didn't have before after your NDE? My abilities have become more clear and more understandable to what the universe is providing me with. Before I had gone um, through this NDE, I did have a little channel of communication between the universe my higher self and me but since this nde the the channel has like opened up so much more like um what i believe happened in my nde was when i went up there and my earthly soul and my soul went up there i left a bit of my earthly self up there my soul and in return they provide a bit of the cosmic energy to fill up that little place. And I believe they provided that to me so I could clearly understand their messages that they want to be put forward to the world, to people of today Mm. and everything. So everything's a lot more clear for me. You mentioned that you're empathic. Were you empathic before the experience? Yeah, I was. Um, the, the, the number one example when I realized I was empathic was, um, I was about, I think I was about, 
13 or 14 and um I had gone to my first funeral I didn't know what a funeral was going to be like and anything and as soon as the doors opened to this funeral a tidal wave of sadness and grief just like pushed me back and um I could feel everyone's sadness their grief and it was it it took a lot out of me it was like a massive tidal wave and then after that funeral I was completely drained um luckily I had been talking to some other spiritual people during that time I mean it was when there was spiritual forums back in the day before YouTube and everything um they did say to replenish your energy from when you are um from when you have experienced a mass of negative energy at the being an empath it's important to drink vitamin c because it replenishes you so I drank some orange juice after that and like it replenished me, but I was completely knocked out. I slept for like 14 hours after that. And then um, I also, during these empathic moments, I can just pick up on like the energy, the frequency of people. It changes with the moods they are going on. It resonates with what is going on with their internal deeper self and things. So when they go, so when the energy changes to either a more heightened or lower frequency, I can pick up on that. And then I ask them, are you all right? Is everything all right? And then they just tell me what's actually going on with their life and everything. And it's just, it's 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 an important thing for me to be an empath because a lot of people have darkness. They've been through darkness in their life. Um, I've been through it myself. Everyone's been through it. But not everyone has a guide. Not everyone has someone to talk to about this openly. I mean... We haven't had this such open, broad um, spectrum of free information, information that is about spirituality or anything. We haven't had it like this in a long time. And um, it's just important for people to just be able to be read and be connected. Would it be accurate to say that those light beings saved your life? A hundred percent. I strongly believe um, I strongly believe those light beings were actually my parents. Um, my mom passed away in 2015. Um, my dad passed away in um, 2018. Um, when these two light beings came down, I felt all the love and lo- love that my family had, my parents had for me. And like, it was just like all our timelines had merged together. Like we knew who we, each other was. And when they went down and prayed, I felt, like just a blanket of like security over me as they brought this soul back into me. Um, yeah, I strongly believe it was my parents that, that say brought me back. What do you think inspires you about your NDE? What inspires me about my NDE is that, um, is that there is more to life than this earthly realm we are in now. Um, there is more to, the universe there is more to ourselves there is more to a universal consciousness that is surrounding earth and stuff we are all connected we are all just stardust we all come from the same place in the end and it's just given me like a complete and better understanding of just just where everything is right now and things like that and during my NDE actually after it um, the what, what happened was um, when the ve- when the veil is lifted up so much from you know the earthly realm to the universal realm, um, energy from either side can creep through 
So you've got a little, it's like a drawbridge. If that drawbridge is down, cosmic energy can go in, um, earthly energy can go out. When um, I was floating around, all this cosmic um, energy came through. And when I had woken up from my NDE, um, there, I was seeing these um, spirits and ghosts that had been in the hospital that had passed away. And the first lady I remember was, um, she was like, I've been so lonely here and everything. I'm so glad I've got someone to talk to. And I said, the veil, this was like um, telepathic. We were talking telepathically. And I said, the veil is open now. Say what you want, talk to someone because I'm here now to talk to you. And then during that night, just all these lights and orbs were just communicating and having their conversations with me. And it was just surreal. You seem to be like a pretty spiritual person. Were you like that before this NDE or only afterwards? Um, I've been pretty spiritual my whole life and things. Um, I've had a lot of um, trials and tribulations in my life from a very young age. And with that darkness, I have been able to um, realign it, um, realign it with light and stuff and require more knowledge of the universe and stuff through this. So the way I explain it through all these trials and tribulations I've had through my life, they've always um, given me wisdom of my inner self, my inner light and the communication between the universe and ourselves. Um, Then um, I also like prior to my NDE, um, I was, I've also, um, had dreams that have come true. I've also had encounters with spirits and stuff, but, um, just having this NDE, it's made it like complete circle. Like mm. I've gone all the way around and like, I understand everything. Cause you know, with from death, there is light from light. There is, you know, how it goes. What other paranormal experiences have you had? Uh, where to start with that one um I did live in a bit of a haunted house when I was about uh six years old um my family had bought this house and they rebuilt it when my dad and his siblings were all children so it was their family house before the grandchildren came along they rebuilt this house and when the three children were in bed my grandma and granddad would hear running footsteps upstairs and they would go up and check and there was nothing there um it would go on for six months and then when I came around I had no information of what they had experienced during their childhood and anything like that whenever I was upstairs I always had this bad feeling that something was watching me from the far right of upstairs and I always felt like something was watching me upstairs and I if I needed to escape it I would have to run downstairs this was a constant feeling there and then um later on when we had all moved out of this place we had a dinner i was about 19 at the stage and i said you know this house we lived in it it had a pretty bad feeling like i always felt like someone was watching me from the far corner of the room and then my uncle my auntie my dad my grandma they say yeah we had the exact same feeling too of something watching us from that corner and then grandma went on to say about the running footsteps she heard when she was when the children were asleep when they were younger and then as we realized we had all this shared experiences grandma and granddad did say that but prior for that prior to them purchasing this property 
there was a boy who lived in this house and unfortunately he had passed away and things and it was just surreal like he had passed away he lived in this house and we're all experiencing this same phenomena phenomena and everything and they're very um they're very intellectual and stuff and for you know to have a group think of that whole thing it's quite absurd if somebody met you and told you that their loved one had died recently and they were grieving and and you know wondering if their loved one is okay on the other side how would you give them advice i don't know how to really communicate with the spirits like it's usually just quick messages and stuff so i can't open up a channel for them what i would say if they were going for if they were going for grief is just to remember that time is time is ever going our our timelines always mix together whether it's the past the present or the future they all join together when you remember the one that you loved and everything you are connecting that frequency of love to a memory to a time when you were around them and that can bring so much comfort like for me I'll I'll talk from my experience because I've lost both my parents is um is that it is scary at first and everything and you've got a mix of emotions you're angry you're sad you're in disbelief and what and all that but just remember that they are still around you their energy is still around you energy doesn't disappear energy is always around I mean it's just like a light bulb if a light bulb goes out there's still energy going through it you just can't see it can you but when you change the light bulb you see the energy your parents your family whoever it is that has passed they are always with you and you can realign yourself with them by just tuning into your memories of them because it connects you to that time and they're always around you and please don't give yourself any expectations of how your grief journey should be because it is your journey you don't know anyone any expectations and you don't own yourself any expectations just take it day by day my auntie who um unfortunately passed away in um 2018 as well she she always used this analogy for me when I was going through um grief with my mom she said that grief is like waves there are big waves and little waves sometimes the little waves just ripple over and sometimes the big waves come over you and that is what grief can be it's just a constant stream of big and little waves it's always with you it's just the current is always changing Mm -hmm. Do and you're you? not alone, guys. You're not alone. That's why I've got my channel and things, which is Mystic Hippie. It's just so people know they're not alone in this time because I know how isolating it can be losing someone because no one likes talking about death and things. And this is why it's great we're talking about NDEs and everything because there is life after death and don't be afraid of it. Your family, your friends, the ones that you've lost, they're still around. They're just, they're just on a different frequency to us. Like we can't see the... You know, we can't see ants like human size, can we? Because they're on a different frequency to us. They look like giants. We look like giants to them. They look tiny. If we were an ant, we would see the same thing from their perspective because we're on that same frequency. It's the same with spirits and guides and stuff. It's just they're on a different frequency to what we are on now. But there is always a channel where you can you can tune in and sense them. Do you fear death? Um. I personally don't fear death. Um, I was with my mum 
with her when she took her last breath and everything like that. Um, it's just a new beginning in the end. We've all been here before. We'll be here again. Uh, we're just, these are just meat bodies, really. Mm. What's the important thing is our souls, because that's the energy. That's, that's the ancient energy of the universe when the earth was created. And we've all got that. No matter how far you're into your spiritual journey or whatever, you still have, you all, everyone has that little spark of universal, universal stardust and to enhance it, meditate and you'll you will feel your connection with the universe be like a comforting blanket (laughs) now you mentioned that those light beings may have been your parents are you Mm. sure that they were your parents or you kind of feel that way i have a feeling but i'm not sure if they were my parents Mm. and things um it was very new to me I've never seen light beings like that before. It's just, I think that's my only thing my earthly self could connect it to and things because I haven't seen this realm before up close. Have you heard about NDEs before this happened? I've heard of NDEs before this happened and everything, but I've I've heard of light beings as well, but not to the extent that I have experienced them and just because they were two and they were very um, close to me, like they were praying over my body, like, you know, a mom and dad would do if you were, if your child was sick in hospital, mm-hmm. that's what I think it was, but I might be wrong. I mean, I'm just, the universe is a vast mystery for us all. Yes. All right. Can you tell us about some of your other paranormal experiences? I would say that um, the most impactful thing that got me in tune with um with premonitions and everything like that was when before my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer um two weeks before I had a dream that she had cancer it was just a a fleeting dream of her having cancer and then two weeks later she got cancer then she was in remission for about I think six months or so and then I had another dream that she got cancer again. And then two weeks later, we found out that her cancer had gone to her cancer had gone to her brain. And during that time when we had found that out, um, that was surreal. And then when she went to palliative care, um, she was in there for about six months or so. I had this, um, I had this, um, dream that she dropped she died and then she died again and I don't know if anyone's familiar with when someone is close to dying um their breathing can just trick you into can suddenly stop which can trick you into thinking they have taken their last breath but then they continue on like a couple of minutes later so I had this dream that she had died and then she died again and then not long after that dream I was at palliative care because I was staying there a lot just helping her with dinner, just sleeping there when I can. And um, then the nurses said, oh, I think she's dead. And I was like, no, no, she's not. And then she started breathing again. And that was just very surreal. And then when she passed away, um, actually, I'll go, I'll go and tell you how she passed away, actually, because it's important for people to know that if you're ever in the experience of having someone who is unconscious or slowly dying, they can hear you they can sense you and everything. And this is why I want to share this story. So you know that it is real. Um, the night, the morning of my mom passing away, I had my husband and I had, my husband and I had stayed in palliative care with her. He had to leave at about um, quarter to six in the morning to go to, um, 
to go and feed the animals. And then at about 10 to six in the morning, the nurses came just to check on my mom and clean her up and everything. And then I, um, then when they left, I told my mom, she was completely unconscious, but she could hear me. And I said to my mom, I said, mom, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I just need to go to the bathroom. So I quickly went to the bathroom and then I came back, I sat down and I said, mom, I'm here. It's all right. And then within 30 seconds, she took her last breath and she looked at me and stuff. And I just wanted to share that. So you guys know that they're always listening, no matter what they see, no matter how they appear, they're always listening. They can always hear. Did she happen to see any family members or beings herself before she passed? She did say that like she she did say that she was seeing someone at the at the um bottom of the bed standing up. Like she said it was someone that looked familiar, but I couldn't quite understand her because during at that point the conversations are very um they're not very coherent and stuff, so you can't really understand. But she did say that she was seeing um someone there and stuff. And it was so funny because during that time when she was um when she was in the process of dying and everything, I had I had felt like a bit of her soul was already leaving. Like the soul slowly leaves a bit at the time, the closer they get to death. So I could sense her there with me breathing and stuff, but I could also feel her around me. It was really, it was really absurd. Um, yeah, it's just another another crazy wacky thing that I picked up on there but I did visit her um her I call them heaven homes when they pass away um I also visited my dad's heaven home the one with my mom it was like this um this lovely old brick house and there was lavender fields just all about outside and I said to mom this was a week after she had passed I said mom how are you and she said oh I'm all right thank you there's a friend here that I didn't know was here and I was like oh okay, that's good. I'm glad you've got someone here. And um, then when my dad had passed away, a week after he had passed away, I was dreaming that I was in this, like, it was like an old English town. And I was just, I didn't know where I was, but I knew my dad was here. And I walk up to a lady and I say, excuse me, do you know where Andrew is? And she goes and says, you're not supposed to be here yet. What are you doing here? And I said, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but where is my dad? And she said, oh, he's just across the road. And then when I cross the road, he's got this lovely cottage with like flowers all along there. And he just walks out and like hugs me and things like, I just, I strongly believe that's their heaven home. Like that's the place people go. And what makes it their heaven home is everything that brought them love and light in this earthly realm is the universe providing them comfort with similar things that they had in this earthly realm, but on, you know, the higher realms of the universe or however you want to call it. During your NDE, did you experience anything else? During my NDE, um, what happened was when I was seeing um, through the different perspectives of everyone else in the room, I kept hearing a phone ring. And the nurse kept saying, who keeps ringing? We can't answer the phone. And they kept hanging it up and it kept ringing for those two hours. And then the next morning when I'm with my husband, I explained to him what had happened with that NDE and that experience. And I said, you know, the funny thing is that between like 3.30 and like 5.25, I was hearing this phone ring and they just couldn't answer it and they just kept hanging it up. And he's like, that was me. I was calling you 
during that time and they wouldn't give me an answer of what was happening and um it was just absurd and during that time when he was ringing me in between the times he was looking at his clock and the numbers were like um four 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 um three 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 like you know just those angel numbers and Mm -hmm. it was just like it was just just like it's like our whole spiritual selves had just meshed together through like the angels protecting him and like um the universe the light beings protecting me on that day it's just like a mutual understanding that there is just a higher higher realm up there Mm. that we are just touching upon do you think that he was contacting the angels I strongly believe he was contacting the angels because he's, um, I'm very fortunate. My husband is actually very spiritual as well. So, um, so I strongly believe that he was reaching out to the angels to guide him, to send him guidance and everything. Cause the messages that came across with those numbers were very accurate to the time. And, um, just when I was explaining this whole, like the light beings going beyond the veil and everything, he completely understood. So I'm, that's another reason why I think the universe has has provided good omens to let me know that this is the right path this is to trust the universe because i fortunately found someone that is spiritual too will completely understand what i go through and stuff so um i strongly believe that was the case with him moving forward what are you up to now what am i up to now is i'm working on my youtube videos about spirituality and self-help and self-care um just to input my own personal journey and experiences and hopefully guide some other people with light and love. Um, I'm also working on my um, photography, which is, um, it's called Photodelic Art and I've got a website called photodelicart.gallery. It's um, just making the images, um, editing my photos and everything to create a deeper message of what the universe is trying to say through sacred geometry, through, um, through different vibrations that are linked to the colors and everything um it's it's a lovely thing i'm doing i find it very meditative too just being able to go into I, the way i describe it is i deconstruct a photo to reconstruct the message that the universe is providing and that's what happened that's the skill that i've come back with since my nde um so yeah i'm just working on my youtube channel and my art Do you take a specific picture of something and then work a message into it? Or do you already know the message and then you try to go film that message? Um, So I take the pictures. So it's, it's like an intuitive feeling. So I feel it in my, um, my, uh, my gut instinct and stuff. I take the pictures and then when I look back on them, um, I get a message coming through and it's like someone, they're telling me what to do and how to change this picture so a, a message can come through. And then by the time I'm done, it's like it's like someone else is taking control of my fingers and my hands while I'm doing my art. And then by the time I've snapped out of it, it's like, it's like I've just gone somewhere else or done a meditative state without actually meditating. The name of your website, I, uh, can you tell me what it is again? Yep. So my website is um, www.photodelicart, which is P-H-O-T-O-D-E-L-I-C and then art dot gallery. Mm-hmm. I also have a Facebook channel, which uh, a Facebook page, which is Cassandra Syart. So Cassandra and then P-S-Y Art, which, mm-hmm. has, which has all the links to all my photography and everything like that. 
And I've also got my Mystic Hippie channel. And that's the name of your YouTube channel? Mystic Hippie. Yeah. Mystic Hippie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do you got anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? Not really. No, I'm just, just, no, I'm just bracing the universe as it is now. I can walk around again now with my ankle and stuff. So I'm just realigning and retuning with the universe and stuff because I did feel very separated from, mm. um, from my soul and my being when I couldn't walk or anything for seven weeks. Mm. So I'm just, just re retuning myself really. Besides dealing with the issues of the ankle, did you have mm -hmm. any other negative after effects from the NDE? I didn't have any negative effects, but I did have a weird thing where I can handle cold water a lot more easily now than I used to. Like um, before I had my NDE, I hated cold water. It was like just, it would shiver. It would just make me shudder and everything. But um, when I had just gone down a hospital and I was having showers and the water was just lukewarm, it felt like it was burning and stuff. And, um, and then like ever since then, I just can have like, I can just be around cold water a bit more. And I think that's to connect to my two um, elements, which is fire and water. I think prior to my NDE, I was more of a fiery spirit and everything like that. And since my ND, my water has like balanced out and everything and made me more in tune with, because water is source in the end. That's what water is. It is source. It's the universal material that makes everything go. And um, I just think it's like rechained me and realigned me and everything. And it's, it's physically showing that through me being able to hold, handle cold water a lot more. It's just another universal that's physically there for you to know that the universe is watching your back. After watching the podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat mm -hmm. with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach you? Um, I'm totally open with that, guys. That's what my um, that's what I think my mission on here is, is to bring light to other people, to give guidance and everything. Um, reach out to me on my YouTube channel, Mystic Hippie. Or reach out to me on my photography Facebook page, which is Cassandra Syart. Send me messages there and everything, and I'll be more than happy to, if if at the most, lend and have an ear for you to have an ear, so someone someone to listen to you and everything, because I know what it's like to be alone, guys. Before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message? One last positive message would to be um, to send out love, guys. You know. That's what we need right now. Send out love and love will come back at you. Um, we're in a time where love will win. I know it might not seem like that now, but the greater forces are guiding us and stuff. So just love, love and yeah. Well, Cassie, thanks for that message. And thank you again for being my best, my guest today. <laughs> That's all right. I wish you the best and have a great rest of your day over there. Thank you. And you have a good night as well, Jeff. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good night. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.